Have you been a bench warmer your whole life? Bro, the bench! Have you sat and watched while others achieved? You call that a pass? Give me that ball or I'll slice your guts out, hippie. Run! Are you ready to get in the game and be a winner? No, oh my god, did that just go in? All right. Two points. Well, we can't help you. But we can talk some sports to cheer you up. Thanks, man. <laughs> this is the Pine Riders Podcast with Talon Chapel, Will Bodenhausen, and Parker Bushnell. Now shut up and sit on the pine, rookie. Welcome on in. Pine Riders Podcast, Episode 2, coming at you. Thank you so much, all of you, for tuning in last week to our NBA preview show, our first episode back. We're not going to be a flash in the pan. We're not going to be a one-hit wonder. We're not just going to do one episode and quit. We're in it for the long haul, right, boys? Yeah, long, long, long <laughs> haul, as long as it can be. Wow, know? very enthusiastic. Parker, Will, welcome. I'm just welcome. happy I got to come back. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Um, something like that. Use one of the best ones. That that probably is the best one. Will, do you have a better that, retort that than prepared. that? Do I have a better retort than just laughing at Parker? Not really. That's no, usually my classic no, then, retort. No, then then I'm just here so I won't get fine. Got no, that's like that? a great one. Yeah. That was that wait, that was not the that was not the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. So that's unfortunate. It can, was. We, wait, was it? It was. Oh. So I thought Will would be have a quick joke about that since since they lost, but whatever. Yeah, we won the other one. Patriots <laughs> be- won that Super Bowl. I know, so that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, so I thought Will would um, have like a great joke to yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, he's here for Super Bowl, fine." So he couldn't even should should have been should have been there for the on the field for fourth or for third and one or whatever whatever it was when when Carroll decided not to give him the ball. Anyways, sorry people, we got off track there. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning into our NBA preview show last week. Uh, to get started with this week's episode, I feel we're gonna give you a little bit of a. A quickie recap about what we talked about last week, just because uh, as we all thought, we were all vastly wrong about some of the things that went on in the first full week of NBA basketball uh, during this season. Uh, We got a couple things kind of right. Will, with the big surprise as uh, one team that he is really high on, actually had a pretty good week to start. So uh, let's give a lot of listen and uh, have a few laughs as well. Yeah, we can just start, you know, with the unanimous number one seed in the East. It seems we yep. all share the same thought. Yep. Bucks, the Bucks. Bucks the top. Tatum. Giannis switches on to him. Tatum and out of the Kupo, the superstar. Step back three on the way. Oh, it banks in. Jason Tatum puts Boston on top. Giannis for the top. Oh, it comes up short, and that's it. The ball was touched. The game is over. Anacupo misses a chance to tie it, and the Boston Celtics win the opener at TD Garden tonight. A little longer than a few minutes later. And the Knicks get their first win of the season. They blow out the Milwaukee Bucks. This is going to be the bold take for me of the entire day. Dallas Mavericks at two. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no, they scared me last year. And the, the way we saw Doncic taking over, he's going to be a problem. And then if you can keep him and Porzingis healthy all season long, I've always been a huge fan of Timmy Hardaway. You know, Trey Burke has really become the mini assassin. They're that team that instead of taking the long methodical approach to becoming a contender status, they're that team that's going to be the ones that jump from being a 6-7 seed straight to like a 2-3 seed. It's a wilding in the first half when the Mavericks went up by 50 at halftime for the largest halftime lead in NBA history is Boban. 
follows it in on the flush. West and Windu and the Mavericks will dribble out the clock on a win. 124-73 is the final score as Dallas wins today by 51, the second largest margin of victory in Mavs history. Man of the year will keep the homerisms going. Jordan Clarkson led one of the best benches when he. I swear, everyone, this is not going to be a, just a Utah Jazz podcast. Uh, maybe it is when Parker's talking. <laughs> Rudy Gobert is reclaiming his crown because he's playing pissed off and because everybody thought he was washed and doesn't deserve his contract. Let's go, Utah Jazz 2021 NBA champion. He's got to hurry. He did not get the pass of the five second call. And Russell makes a pair. A heave from three-quarters court, and the Jazz walk off the floor. Losers by five, 116 to 111. Four teams can be fighting for that, and one of them who definitely will not be is the Kings. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Hold the phone. The Kings have such a good team. The you Kings of win. California, the whole state, no Clippers, no Lakers. There's one dominant team, the Kings. You've got De'Aaron Fox, a max money man. He's an all-star. Buddy Heald, best shooter in the NBA, better than Steph, maybe. We don't know. Tyrese Halliburton, probably the best player to come out of the first round. Harrison Barnes was once considered really good. Marvin Bagley was selected over Luka Doncic, lest we forget. This is a team of stars. People just refuse to see it. Porter Jr. inbounds it to Jokic. Almost knocked away. They get the steal. Barnes for the lead. Couldn't punch it. Tipped up. No! And in! Will it count? Buddy! Ball! Call! Game! Run, buddy, run! Ooh. Sacramento with a tip and get out of town for the victory! Alrighty, so there was uh, some highlights from last week's NBA preview discussion. Uh, first thing we talked about in that, we talked about uh, the East and who should be atop of it. We all thought it was going to be the Bucks. Easily, they were going to stroll through the Eastern Conference, and so far it's been a rough start. Losing to the Celtics on a crazy banked-in three from Jason Tatum in the opener, then getting it absolutely handed to them by the Knicks. But then they come back and score, uh, let's see, what they shoot, 29 three-pointers, an NBA record to demolish. Who was it they demolished with 29 threes? The reigning Eastern Conference. The Heat. Champion. Yes, the, the Heat. Yes, the Heat they looked completely. They almost compl- by 50. Yes, the Heat looked they completely so outmatched. Many, they scored so many points that TNT changed the game. They stopped broadcasting the game. That never happens in the NBA. Yeah. Wow. Which is something they need to start doing a little bit more often because the NBA has done a absolutely horrible job of picking their uh, national broadcast slate because we've seen a bunch of blowout losses. But anyway, That's we'll talk what about happens that later. When you choose the Pelicans for nineteen fucking games. <laughs> Goddamn man, give these small but Zion. But give Zion. some love. Give the give the reigning rookie of the year some love. Give the Utah fucking Jazz some love, man. <laughs> Let's get the Suns on TV. God damn, I don't even like the Suns, and let's get them on TV more than garbage-ass Pelicans. God damn. The Suns played the Pelicans tonight, <laughs> and they kicked the shit out Parker, of Parker, what are your actual thoughts? Oh, well. Stop Stop really holding it back. Head, yeah, yeah. Usually I'm the restrained one in this group, so uh, happy to be here and just play the middleman, just make sure everybody's having a good time, hand out participation trophies to the entire well, league. And juice and boxes. Just... Just, just have some fun. Go, There's some good. orange slices around the corner good. as well. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just have a good time. Good. I'm glad you feel that way. Thank you. The soccer fan in me really appreciates that. Ugh. <laughs> we will talk a little bit of soccer later on in the show. Anyway, let's get not let's not get Parker mad anymore. So yes, the Bucks had a little bit of a rough start, but it seems like they're gonna they're gonna find their stride. I think a lot of teams, a lot of good teams, are gonna struggle 
early on in the season just because this year is so weird. You know, home games aren't actually home games. You're you're getting back to playing after only a month and a half or so off for some of these teams. So I think you're going to see some weird results. But, you know, as the season wears on, you're going to see everything kind of go back to the margins. I do have a fun fact before we move on from yes. this. The the Toronto Raptors are the first team in NBA history to start 0-3 after having double-digit leads in all three games. Mm. So, thank you. Elias Sports Bureau Parker, thank you for bringing that could up. Could be a building note. Could be a death sentence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I and I was one kind of defending the Raptors last week, so that is uh, yet again another one of my uh, big boo-boos from last week. But anyway, uh, speaking of big, big boo-boos, initially what it looked like, but then my pick came rolling, roaring back. The second topic we're going to talk about, my crazy pick of the Dallas Mavericks taking the two seed in the West. Initially looked terrible, but then a 51-point win against the mighty Clippers, which was also a 50-point game even at the half. So clearly, I'm Nostradamus, right? Yeah, if you want to look at it one way, the Clippers did only lose the second half by one point. They, they well competed done. their hearts out. Well out done. <laughs> way, to, way to make something out of nothing. Oh, yeah. I'm the ultimate spin team. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, but I'm genuinely curious of what you guys think. So Mavericks beating the Clippers by 51 without Kawhi Leonard. Big deal, no big deal. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of both sides of this topic uh, from national punditry. What do you guys think? I think no big deal. I think, as you said earlier, these teams are coming into such a weird season. These are empty gyms that are huge, which um, if we look at college basketball, look at me always looking for an opportunity to bring up college basketball. Shooting in these giant gyms with – no backdrop. These guys are used to seeing fans and all this stuff in the background. So I think that shooting is going to be really awkward for like the first quarter of the season. Um, also, like Parker said, second half, you know, they only lost by a point. They just got <laughs> off to a slow start. That's, I didn't think anyone would actually take that seriously. Uh, you know, maybe the, the, if a couple things roll their way differently. I don't know. Maybe they get point, it to within 25. 30. You're down 30 in, you know, the first half. It, why would anyone be like trying their hardest? You know, I, I want to go on a, a brief tangent about the Clippers here because two years ago in the playoffs against the Warriors, they were down like 30 something or pretty close to it. And they ended up coming back and I believe winning that game. But it was just the scrap scrappiness of the Clippers of Pat Bev and like all these guys that were more than the sum of their parts um, competing against the uh, against the. Uh, presumed champions in the Warriors and then you fast forward two years and they've gone from the most likable team in the NBA potentially to the least likable team in the NBA like who cares about the Clippers who wants the Clippers to be successful Paul George is the laughing stock of the NBA playoffs and Kawhi Leonard, Leonard doesn't say a word if they win or lose so it doesn't really matter um, but they also were missing Kawhi for the Mavs game so I will say that just as a, a little side note there to make sure that we call that out that he might be worth 50 points yeah, just just quickly to jump on that. I mean, I was thinking about this. You know, you think back to when the Warriors were a young, scrappy team, and then they kind of had their meteoric rise to fame. But then no one wants to root. For, they, you think about the Batman line: you either live long enough to see your, or you live to die 
Ah, oh my god, I totally butchered that. <laughs> you live long enough. You live long enough to either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Or will yeah, you, like you either die that? a I hero know. or live long enough to see yourself become a villain? Thank you, thank you, movie buff. That was terrible. It's, okay. it's a mouthful. Aaron Eckhart <laughs> is a national treasure. Anyways, yeah. yes. So uh, moving on, Parker. Your super homer picks to not only see the Jazz uh, win sixth man and defensive player of the year this year, but to win the title. So well, one, one of those is looking decent. Actually, maybe oh, two. The title chances not looking so great after a horrific home loss to the Timberwolves and then a very close win against the Thunder. But, no, but if you go back to my takes from last week, I told you the Timberwolves going to be really, really good and they wouldn't trade any of their star players. So, you know, I'm right on top of that. <laughs> Did Do we have a fact checker for that? Is, is the White House press secretary here to check on yeah, that? You're, you're just going to have to trust me on that one. <laughs> okay. Definitely don't go back and listen to my overreactions from last we week. We don't have the money for a fact checker yet. Dang it. All right. But yeah, so anyway, championship's not looking great, but I will concede that, uh, I, especially after that first game, it's or, well, actually all three games, essentially, uh, Jordan Clarkson has been the top, scorer for uh i think an average over those three games so he is certainly looking like at least a contender for six man and then uh rudy you know defensive player is uh of the year is going to be uh it's the long game you got to be able to prove you're going to be a great defender over the course of the entire season you can't really judge that over the course of three games but he did kind of him and donovan did kind of win the that thunder game donovan with the offense and then rudy gobert clamping it down uh late in the game and uh uh, getting close to blocking Shy Gildas Alexander's final shot and, you know, keeping that away from the basket. So, you know, those picks aren't looking too terrible, but uh, the Jazz certainly have a long way to go if they're going to prove they're going to get anywhere near a title shot. But we'll wait and see. Then that leads us to the final topic of discussion. Will being all in on the Kings and so far not looking too bad. They have all the pieces. <laughs> I will yell this at anyone at any time. Oh, we are aware. Very aware. They have all the By the way, putting together that Will compilation was one of my favorite things I've ever done. But uh, let me get ahead. Let me get ahead. And they beat a probably a bad Denver team. I think a we're going to find out Denver team. that Denver is bad. Uh, anyway, that's off the point. I would like to get out in front of the media storm, though, and call myself out for picking the Wizards as a sneaky bottom seed in the East. Uh, I had them sneaking into the playoffs and they have yet to win a game. They are 0-4 and they do not look like they can play defense. So I was gonna bring this up, but I'm but I'm I'm glad you're you're doing it to yourself. So this is damage control. (laughs) I am my PR firm and lawyer and media specialist. I'm getting out in front of the wave. That looks like a bad pick. And yet if they make the playoffs, I will be the first one to tell you it's Brad's team. <laughs> Brooks Brooks will tell Russ Westbrook to calm down and not do it all himself. And yet Russell that Westbrook is, is still out there cherry picking triple doubles and losing games. That and is that, the, the best impersonation of Will I've ever heard. Is spot on. Nailed it. Yes, That's exactly what he sounds well, like. I, well, I well I can't go to the actual <laughs> register of his voice. So if I just make it sound high, it just makes it sound stupid. So you know. Oh, I said it sounded exactly accurate. That's exactly as it comes into oh. my ears. Oh, okay. Maybe I just hear it wrong. (laughs) 
Anyway, and then, so yeah, that's that's about it for our NBA preview, but I would just like to point out, uh, as I said, the kind of the start of this NBA season has been a little crazy. I would just like to quickly point out, these are the teams that are either below or at the playoff line in their respective conferences. Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Raptors, Wizards, as you just pointed out, not that anyone thought that they would actually make the playoffs, but Will seemed to think so. Uh, Lakers, Mavs, Nuggets, and Rockets, all teams that are expected to do well in their respective conferences, all below the playoff line as of right now. We're only one week in, probably nothing to worry about, but interesting to see. All right, and then that's going to move us on to something, uh, a little something we used to do from our old podcast. If you remember the DNPCD podcast, we're going to bring it back over to here a little bit. Before we were getting the show started, I had a little bit of a conspiracy theory after Rudy Gobert got his nearly Supermax contract extension. And uh, it seemed to come right. Well, not completely right, but there is a little bit of evidence trending in that my conspiracy theory was slightly correct. So, this week, we're going to bring back the conspiracy theory of the week. This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy, and everyone's in on it. I've stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, and I got a paper trail to prove. This name keeps coming up over and over again, so I go up to Pepe's office, and what do I find out, Matt? What do I find out? No Pepe Sylvia. The man does not exist. All right, so I start marching my way down to Carol and HR, and I knock on her door and I say, Carol, Carol, I gotta talk to you about Pepe. And when I open the door, what do I find? There's not a single desk in that office. There is no Carol in HR. Half the employees in this building have been made up. All right, so as I mentioned, I did come up with this theory uh, a couple weeks ago when we were first discussing this topic, uh, and then, like I said, Rudy Gobert did get his uh, over $200 million nearly uh, Supermax contract extension. Now, a lot of people around the league, more than a lot of people, pretty much you know, all casual fans would say, oh, that's a horrible contract for a guy that just dunks and plays defense. That's a, why is, would anyone be worth that money for that kind of skill set? Now, jazz fans would disagree, they, uh, a lot of jazz fans and people who appreciate defensive basketball understand what he brings to the table. But I had a slightly different uh, theory about how and how and why uh, a guy like that would get that kind of money. Now, not only is he worth it to the jazz, but I believe Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck of the Jazz Brass had uh, kind of a brainstorm about this and figured out a way they could sway things in their favor for their team to kind of pick up some other players. Now, you pay Rudy Gobert over $200 million, uh, over the course of this contract. A lot of other players are going to see that. This is like the third or fourth richest contract in NBA history behind Giannis and Steph and uh, a couple of those other guys. And they're going to wonder, well, so seriously, Baguette Boy over here is getting $200 million and what am I, chopped liver? So I think by giving Rudy Gobert this amount of money, you are basically telling the league, and all the other highly touted offensive players in it that you are worth more than this guy. If you can't if you can't get more than this guy, your team does not care about you. So, basically, by the law of economics, every team is every team's star offensive player is going to demand a fully supermax contract if they're eligible for it. That's going to trickle down to all the other teams in the league where uh, everyone's going to be cash-strapped. That then makes uh, some players more affordable. You're going to stop seeing the Luol Deng and Timothy Mozgov contracts of the world for players like that getting nearly max contract extensions. 
that makes uh, other players more affordable. That means the Jazz are going to have a little bit easier time finding that uh, final piece to put together their roster to give themselves a championship run. And it's all because Rudy Gobert got overpaid, in some people's opinion. Now, that was my theory. Like uh, You guys laughed at me a little bit for it, but... Will, would you explain the tweet that makes me think this theory has uh, some legs to it? Yeah. Well, we're seeing another big man who plays good defense, who likes to dunk the basketball and is good at dunking the basketball, turn down money. John Collins apparently was offered around $90 million by the Hawks in an attempt to get him a contract extension. Pshaw. He said, he said no way. A poultry $90 million? I see what that Frenchie over in the Rocky Mountains is making. Mere peanuts. I want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who can blame him, too? I mean, yeah. those guys win, like, at least 20 games a year. <laughs> John Collins has only been suspended a couple times. Like, it's sixes at this point. Give him $400 billion. $400 billion. Pay him as One much as he wants. $1 billion. You can't see my Dr. Evil pinky to the mouth thing, but I'm doing it. That's the, that's the magic of podcasting. I think that the Hawks are really just saving their cash for when they need to extend Cam Reddish. Ah, because yes. they, they know he's a star. Will's forgotten, son. He's never Cameron. forgotten. <laughs> that is true. He's never forgotten. He's more than, what's the opposite of forgotten? Forced down your throat. That is exactly who Cam Reddish is. Always, always remembered. Always remembered. All righty. So that's the first conspiracy theory of the week. Let us know your thoughts. You can reach out to Pine Riders Podcast at Twitter at Pine Riders Pod. Uh, let us know if you think that uh, conspiracy has any merit or if you think I'm just up in the night for thinking that they actually planned to give Rudy Gobert this money just to have the entire league overpay their superstars. But yeah, let us it know. It could be both. It could be both. Sure. I didn't. Then, by the way, I am not conspiracy theory guy. So this is, it was fun to actually come up with one that actually seemed to make a little bit of sense. That's uh, exactly what a conspiracy theory guy would say. And and you're the conspiracy theory guy, so I trust you. <laughs> Definitely tune in if you like conspiracy theories. Parker's going to have them more often than not. But uh, yeah, we will definitely be having those throughout. So be sure to keep tuning in. All right. That's going to move us on to uh, our next topic, which is, uh, again, I, we, I said we were going to talk a little bit of soccer in the show. It's not actually about soccer, just based in soccer. So Parker, calm the hell down. <laughs> oh, sorry. But I love I love the title of this. This Bud's for you from Messi. This Bud's for you. Now, Lionel Messi, the world-renowned superstar for Barcelona. 644 uh, goals he scored for that club in his over his entire career. And Budweiser decided to commemorate this momentous occasion by sending a bottled, numbered Budweiser to every goalkeeper he's scored upon. So basically, 644 goals, 644 labeled, numbered, limited edition bottles of Budweiser were sent out to the specific goalkeepers he scored said goals on. Following me? So I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Who has he scored the most goals on? Yes. And I, can I hang out with them? <laughs> we will. Them with them. We will be getting to that. <laughs> we will be getting to that. So, uh, yes. So, uh, surprising, like this just goes to show you like exact, I mean, 644 goals is definitely a lot, but the fact is only, he's only scored, he scored 644 goals on 160 goalkeepers. So he scored a lot of goals on a lot of keepers. And yeah, to answer your question, Parker, the most, so the, the player, the goalkeeper receiving the most 
numbered bottles of Budweiser is Diego Alves, formerly of Valencia and Almeria, with 21. 21 oh, bottles yeah. of, of Bud he got from Lionel Messi. Sweet. Followed by Gorka Irizas, 18, who played for Athletic Bilbao, and then uh, Real Madrid legend Iker Casillas with 17. So that there you ran around out the top three. But uh, you, you can actually find a whole list of all the keepers he scored on. Uh, what The lower numbers you get, the more keepers there are. and Which kind of makes me wonder, would you rather be one of the keepers who gets a bunch of bottles from him? Or would you rather be the laundry list of keepers who only got one or two from him? I would 100% want to be the dude at the top of the list. <laughs> like... Because I'd hope that that means that I played a lot of games against sure. Messi, which meant that they were important games. Dudes down there, you know, two goals, one goal. It's, you know, going to be like the national goalkeeper for like Monaco, who maybe saw him in a qualifying World Cup <laughs> well, game. So, it's so like, just, okay. just to point out, these these are club goals. So all the goals oh, he okay. scored just for Barcelona. If so we were, if like we were counting international years. goals, uh, we we some of these players would definitely have some more. I think Budweiser go out of business. Yeah, well, effectively, <laughs> we can't give because, out we can't give out thousands of beers. Well, yeah. See, this is where I'm coming in here. Is that effectively, if I'm one of these guys, and I've been scored on that much, I'm probably going to want to consume as much alcohol as quickly as possible to forget about <laughs> yeah, the times I, 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 I thought this was going to be what you think. <clears throat> Are you calling me an alcoholic? Oh, I'm calling you a party hound. Uh, and a guy who appreciates getting rid of bad memories. Yeah, yeah, we can go with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely am looking forward to my world tour and meeting Diego and the other two guys whose names I've already forgotten on the top of the list and helping them consume their beer. Um, Budweiser is one of the few trash beers that's actually good. So I was going to say, yeah, this is oh, a weird cool. take from you because <laughs> it's not an amber. And yeah, well, it's... I mean, it's, it's potentially free beer and I get to travel. So, you know. We, we'd go with that. Well, how come you wouldn't go to, you know, Yugoslavia for a Bud Light with me? What's wrong with that? But he, nobody offered that. Oh, well. He's offering it around the table. <laughs> no, it's, there's no longer Yugoslavia. <laughs> well, I mean, where it is, where it's not like it disappeared. It's just something different now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's, nope. It's gone. Happened. It's no gone. No longer exists. It's terrible. Yeah, All right. And then really quick before we move on from this. Uh, so in the spirit of this, if, you were to receive a ice cold bottle of Bud, the king of beers, for failing at an athletic feat. Either what would be your most memorable or what would you get the most of? I will start because this was pretty easy for me to think. Uh, I know it'd be hard for a golf hole to be able to give someone said bottle of ice cold Budweiser, but... The first hole at Forestdale Golf Club in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's uh, so it's a, it's a straight ahead fairway, and uh, uh, there's a road to the left. If I got a bottle of Budweiser for every time I completely missed and hit a ball towards that road and maybe hit a car, I would have a lot of Bud in my fridge. I've got mine locked and loaded. I don't even know you're going to ask this question. I think it would be uh, curse words on a basketball court. I would have a lifetime supply of. I wouldn't really call that an athletic feat, but you would have so it's much occurring beer. during an alcohol, or it's excuse me, it's occurring during an athletic event. 
So we, we'll call that an athletic feat. If not, we could get pretty close to the same. That would actually be, I, I can't, how have I not thought of this? That is the greatest drinking game we've never played. Is what? Is drink playing basketball, but also playing the game while you're playing. Oh, Lord. Drink every would, time you swear. Die. Yeah, I would hit a jumper in Parker's eye and everyone would be hammered. <laughs> Well, clearly we 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 could just like a sip of beer, and unless he got to the, like the 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 NC seventeen words, and then we'd make that a shot or yeah. something. Well, I'm sure that you know consuming beer would make him swear less, probably. Yeah, that's true. Knows I'm very calm and collected the more alcohol I consume. Well, I wouldn't say calm and collected, but you're certainly more cheerful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that that would be my athletic feat. If it has to be an athletic feat, it'd be it'd be jump shots missed. And uh, if it's not, then it would be uh, swear words uttered on, actually screamed on a basketball court. <laughs> That's true. Willie got one. Yeah, mine would be um, intramural flag football championships lost. Never won. Never won. I, I peaked in my athletic career during intramurals in college, and we always made the semifinals or the finals of uh, fall flag football, and never won. And was it like the Patriots did you always lose those, to one team? Yeah, we lost the same team uh, my sophomore year onward. Yeah, and they were a year below us. Uh, it was brutal. Oh, he lost uh, to a bunch of freshmen? Well, they were freshmen, and then they were sophomores, and then, yeah. But, yeah, um, I think I had a good amount of Budweiser's after those losses. Um, Lest we forget, though, Gonzaga's football team, undefeated. Since, Since 1942. 1942. Yeah. World One of the War greatest shirts. World War II came, and we were like, nope. No more go losing Bulldogs. Let's go. <laughs> so, yes. Yep. Bring back Gonzaga football. <laughs> That'd be a great one. Yes. <laughs> this bud is for you. Thank you, Parker. That's going to take us to our final segment of the day, but it's going to be the bulk segment of today. Today is New Year's Eve, gentlemen. Mazel tov for getting rid of one of the worst years, certainly in our lifetime. Has to be, right? Uh my 2009 was a little iffy, but yeah, I'd say this one, you know, <laughs> okay, kind of tops it. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not discuss just the personal troubles of Will. But uh, you don't want to discuss my freshman year of high school? Okay, that's fine. Me neither. Ooh, who want who wants to discuss their <laughs> freshman year of high school? I think that list is very short. Yeah. Also, you guys were two people in Utah who actually had a freshman year of high school. Most of us were in you know junior high, so I don't actually have a freshman year of high school. <laughs> Thank God. Anyway, yeah. so yes, we are going to discuss. Some New Year's resolutions in the sports world. Uh, we're each going to have uh, four today. We're going to discuss the New Year's resolutions of a, either a team we pick, a player or coach, a wild card, so anything we get to pick, and then a league. And Parker, this was Parker's idea for New Year's resolution, so uh, I will bequeath the floor to you, sir. Who are you going to start with? I am going to start with my team resolution, and I am going to pick... A sorry franchise that has a chance to not be sorry. The Titans. I'm, I'm picking sorry. the Cincinnati Bengals. Watch your mouth. Sir. You're, <laughs> you are. You're a goddamn Chargers fan. <laughs> yeah. I have no um, room to talk. Anyways, back to the point at hand here. The Cincinnati Bengals have a chance to be good for the first time, like significantly good. Not Andy Dalton good, but like potentially contend for championships with a quarterback that is a great, great prospect. The only problem is is their offensive line probably could still be playing in high school and getting beat. You need to draft every single position on the offensive line with every single pick in the draft. That's all you have to do is protect Joe Burrow. 
trot out nine guys on the offensive line and have Joe Burrow throw to AJ Green or Tyler Boyd every single play. Protect Joey B. He already exploded his knee because of how trash your offensive line is. New Year's resolution, draft a billion offensive linemen for Joey B. That is end of rant. Bengals do something about your boy. Protect him. That would actually be really funny to see them do like a like a fan, like how a fantasy draft. There's always one or two guys that are just picking every running back they can get their hands on. So instead, they're just picking all offensive line all the way throughout the draft. That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If you if you literally spend an entire if you spend seven to ten picks on offensive linemen, five of them have to stick, right? Yeah, you're bound or to at hit least on something, three right? or four. <laughs> like, just make sure most of them go to school at Wisconsin or Iowa, and they'll be fine. Like, <laughs> that's just the way it is. That's true. Will, you're up. Um, I will go with my coach resolution and it is a coach, a fan base, uh, entire city. My resolution for Mark few is that he wins the national championship that has eluded him to this point. He Do you probably, have any personal attachment to this resolution or is zero, it something out of the zero personal attachment? He's just a good guy. Mark he just looks like a nice guy who is a great fly fisher. <laughs> Flight fisherman and happens to coach basketball on the side. And he has his most talented group of players he's ever had. Probably maybe three first round picks, probably two. And he's just come so close so many times and it would go so far to stop the people on Twitter <laughs> from talking about because that's how they never about. play anybody. And Mark Few could just retire and go fly fish, which is really what he loves the most. And I'm not sure he likes coaching basketball. It's the jury's still out. It's a paycheck. Hasn't he been coaching Gonzaga for at least like 40 years? I think that's just to fund his fly fishing. (laughs) Yeah. It's an expensive sport. Yeah, I'm sure. Also, it's easy to do on the road. I mean, you can do it anywhere. You just pull it out. of your. Oh, wait, we're talking about fly fishing. I think he might like basketball a little bit if he's dedicating so much time away from his said fly fishing. Well, basketball just happens to be in the winter, which means he has the whole summer to fly Move fishing. somewhere warm, Mark. That's my New Year's resolution for a coach. Move somewhere warm, Mark. Spokane fly is a fly fishing out. mecca. Not, has yeah, a secret spot. not more than Salt Lake or Utah in general. I'm sure if he's playing, pro, or, uh, playing BYU in Provo at least once a year, he should make his way up Provo Canyon because then he'll then he'll never want to leave. Anyway, I'm going to start with team as well, and I am going to talk a little bit more soccer. I swear I'll get it over fast. Uh, but for Real Salt Lake, New Year's resolution is to just completely start over. You've become an embarrassment to the entire league due to uh, Deloy Hansen being one of the worst owners ever, being a racist, misogynistic pig. Uh, thankfully, you're finally getting rid of him, uh, but... Unfortunately, kind of the whole team and organization is kind of poisoned from the top down. Basically, I'd want them to go get a new head coach. I want them to uh, kind of start over with most of the roster. You can keep some of your homegrown guys and your academy guys. And uh, the only guy, uh, contributing guy on the senior roster that uh, I think is actually good enough to not only to stick around for his skills on the field, but that actually is a quality human that like cares about the organization he plays for. And for the club is uh Demir Krylock, keep him ship out everyone else, completely start over, pull a Columbus crew when they were thinking they were going to leave for Austin. 
uh, and they just won an MLS Cup. So follow the design that they left uh, to be able to kind of rise from the ashes from this absolutely embarrassing season where uh, like 80% of the league made the playoffs and you couldn't even manage that and move past it. I, I have a suggestion for you guys. Yes. Um, as your resident soccer expert, um, I, I know of a coach who recently led uh, Wichita State to a football championship, oh, but yeah. is currently coaching uh, soccer overseas. In the Premier League, yes. Likely would like ret- like to return to the United States of America, and that is uh, Sir Theodore Lasso, uh, just a, a stud with a just a killer mustache. Bring him home. Bring him back to Utah. Oh, I'd be so happy. Utah. Let's let's make it happen. What, can we get this trending on Twitter? Hashtag, Hashtag Lasso Ted, to Utah. No, no, Ted Lasso to MLS. Lasso to MLS. Yes, yep, yep. Here we go. Four followers out there. You guys have to do this. Start it now. This is organic. Thank you. Yes, Lasso to MLS. All right, moving on. Next New Year's resolution, Parker, go. Oh, man, all right. I am going to stick with the NFL for my, uh, my coach. I'm not doing a player. I'm going to go with the coach. And Billy B up in New England... It's time, my brother. It, it is time. You you need to hang it up. Your your son's mullet is ready to take over, and it's it's just time, my dude. If you couldn't make it work with Cam Newton or Stidham, and you tried to prove the world wrong, and Tommy's had a, a good year in Tampa, but nothing spectacular. Both of you need to realize that you needed each other to be spectacular, and just say. I'm going to go be grumpy somewhere that I'm not on TV. And that is, that is my new year's resolution for Bill Belichick retire and enjoy whatever brings you joy in life. Cause I sure as hell don't know what that is. I think it's coaching, unfortunately. <laughs> well, he's got all those smile wrinkles to prove it. Um, <laughs> you ever uh, see that man diagnose a kickoff coverage? Nothing gets him going more than that. Yes. Okay. So then do that. Just like talk to the coaches he respects. Just start. Oh my God. Here we go. All right. This idea is formulating in my mind. Bill Belichick to the Pine Riders podcast. It's happening. Um, no, I, don't, I don't think I could set up a mic well enough to like possibly pick up his grumblings. Uh, they've figured it out in New England. We'll just have to call some people. But right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, that was pretty solid. Uh, yeah. So Billy B, time to retire and in front of us and um, teach football or just like let your, play one game let your son take over. Let's get uh, let's get Steve. Is it Steve? Will Steve yes, sir. Belichick and the mullet in charge, just so that we can get a, a mullet in football that's not Mike Gundy. So that's my resolution. Will, what's your uh, New Year's resolution for your next team? Um, I'll go team. My resolution for my New York Mets is for them to give a shit again. We've spent the past four <laughs> or give five a shit years, again. Please. We've spent the past like four to five years like signing old free agents and trading away our farm system and the Wilpons were pinching pennies and like just tossing a team together. The problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap and then there's us. We finally have a good young core in the MLB and we finally have a new owner in Steve Cohen who is finally ready to open that billionaire hedge fund checkbook of his and get as much talent as you need 
to New York because that apparently is what it takes to win World Series is talent, money. Oh, money, money. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant money. talent, which buys mm. talent. Ah, yes. So I'm looking for for old Uncle Steve to open that checkbook. Didn't the and, Rays just go to the World Series without indeed. spending a ton of money? Indeed. Yeah, but who did they lose to? Uh, I, I don't know. A baseball team. The Dodgers. Ah, the Dodgers. Los Doyers. Well, Los Doyers. I think who had the <laughs> highest payroll in baseball last year. Ah, yes. Just like the Oakland Athletics, it works across an entire season, but when you get into the playoffs, you need players. The algorithm gets tossed out the window. They don't call it Moneyball for nothing. Spend all the money you can. <laughs> exactly. Yep, so, yeah, just, like, just like the Angels, because it's worked so well for them. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is less of a resolution, I guess, and more just a cry for help. So, <laughs> all right, I'm Please glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up baseballs because I because I actually have a baseball one. I'm going to do, jump to my league resolution. So it's for Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, your New Year's resolution in 2120, excuse me, 2021 should be stop sucking. Just please do some new things. Make the game faster. Make it more entertaining. Make people actually care about watching baseball again because your old curmudgeony people who run the sport have made it a complete joke. Uh, Rob Manfred nearly lost the entire league last year. Like, just, you're in a, you're a mess. No one, baseball, baby. Yeah, baseball, baseball was my first sports love. Baseball was the first game that I truly loved and wanted to go play all the time. And, and then you're like, you know what? I should love something worse. And I, do, <laughs> and I do love playing it still. I love playing baseball, but man, I can barely watch it anymore. I can watch a couple of innings and I'm bored to tears and I can't take it anymore. And I certainly can't do it over the course of 161 games or 162 games. Uh, yeah. So I would just love for Major League Baseball to try to shake up some things. Uh, just to make it more fun. Now, granted, the offenses are getting a lot more fun to watch. Uh, uh, some teams that have kind of been bottom dwellers for a long time, uh, like the Padres, are starting to make some moves to actually look like a contender. So that might be fun to keep an eye on next year. But uh, I just hope I get to actually enjoy watching baseball again before the playoffs. I will. I will say that playoff baseball is very fun to watch. But uh, yeah, Talent, I just need something I, better to watch in, in the here? summer. And, and segue to one of Will's uh, re- resolutions at the same time. We need an XMLB extreme <laughs> oh, major <an> X- league <laughs> baseball. <laughs> well, and, I did okay. not think that was the resolution you were going to pivot to because I also have a baseball resolution. Nope, we're going to the XMLB. We need full tackle baseball, full contact baseball. I was going to say, what what are some of the other rules? Involved. What are what's what's an old school rule from the, from the old XFL? that you would translate to the XMLB? Ooh, that is a good question. It's tough to get the XFL rules to translate, but what we are going to change is we're going to change the balls to be rubber and the bats to be metal. So these suckers (laughs) are getting launched (laughs) into orbit on every single hit. It's going to be incredible. Also, you have to tackle the guy to get him out. Um, And then from there, you move into like a kickball-style tournament to see how many points you score like in cricket. So it's a work in progress, but you know, there's a lot of potential there. You completely whiffed on the, the, the easy one there was just to bring back an old baseball rule. Huck a ball at a player, hits him, and he's out if he's in the baseline. See, you imply that I didn't know that was not currently a rule. 
<laughs> yeah, no, because you definitely see that a lot. You definitely see someone yeah, running from first to second and just looking someone looking flip. to peg someone in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to go for the head. We're not trying to injure guys here. Like, we're not the NFL. This isn't the CTE of the world. I mean, but, you know, we could make baseball a little more fun. Put me in charge. It'll be the most exciting season you've ever seen. I do not doubt that. Will, <laughs> next resolution, please. God, please. Yeah, I'll keep it on the baseball front. I uh, want the designated hitter to figure out what it is. I don't care. I, I like it, where this is going, but explain. I am on the fence whether I want the designated hitter removed or kept. Are you serious? I think there are benefits to both. But I am so frustrated by the NLAL split. Yes. And I just want it. Like, I, I want a single rule across both of the leagues. And Why does baseball have two MVPs? That's also dumb. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things wrong, but I think we start with designated hitter and we move on from there. You know, it's a simple thing because all of the players are already there. One, I think it's fun to see pitchers hit Two, I also get that it would be more fun for the game. If pitchers didn't hit, we see a lot more offense. If you get one more slot, pitchers have to pitch differently, knowing that another pitcher isn't up right after Um, you can get tricky with, you know, your subs designated hitter could be the DH and then get shifted into the field. I think there's a lot of, nuances that could be utilized but i'm tired of it being different across leagues partially because i'm tired of seeing seeing mets pitchers fucking suck at the plate (laughs) it all comes full circle always back to the mets (laughs) i'm just waiting for a gonzaga reference and we'll have the holy trinity but you've got thor yeah and what he hits like better than most pitchers Yeah, so I'd rather have a dude up there hitting like 230 than a dude that hits 111. But he hits home runs during that 111. It's like he's out nine out of ten times, but if he hits it, it's a home run. Yeah, but long term. <laughs> I'm thinking long term. I, I 100% agree with you, uh, except the the correct answer is absolutely you need DHs in both. And I've always thought the quick solution to this is just have both. Have it have a DH and your pitcher hit. That's 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 just my quickie res or uh, quickie fix to that problem. But uh, I don't uh, want that so to become like a, the lineup to ten. Yeah, huh. I don't see the problem. I I say make pitchers hit and and have a DH. Yep. Look at that, the master of compromise, Talon Chapel. Everybody, clap clap clap. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so Speaking I'll. Of, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Talon. No, no, no. You're good. I okay. was trying to think of a segue in the moment, and I couldn't come up with anything. No. Okay. So go no, for it. I haven't uh, gotten to my resolution yet, so I'll quickly go. I'll jump back over to the NFL. I'm going to talk about a player this time. My resolution is for JJ Watt to get the hell out of Dodge. Please, <laughs> Houston, send this miraculous man somewhere where he can succeed. You've had him for long enough, and you completely miserably failed with him you failed you, oh my <laughs> while we're sending players outside of the AFC South can I also request that we get rid of Deshaun Watson as well well and future Jaguar uh, Trevor Lawrence so that they go to <laughs> I, another so, division <laughs> so I, I would I would not expect the the Texans to get rid of both JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson now my rationale behind this 
Now they could they could if they wanted to completely start over and get as many assets as they can since uh your boy Bill O'Brien is the aka the worst general manager in the history no, no, of no. sports. No, no, no. You've got this all wrong. He's been the greatest Titans <laughs> general manager and head coach in the league. He's been unbelievable. RIP. He's like your favorite man. He's like your oh, favorite man in guy. football. Yeah, excellent work. That butt chin is just top notch. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, Bill O'Brien, the worst general manager in all of football, who gets rid of a superstar player for an old running back, a bag of peanuts, and did he get anything else in that trade? Uh, I respect. He, he got not a job. Not a job. Not a job. Yes. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> Anyway, yes. So Take your next not a job of the week. <laughs> so yes, you are stuck with a garbage football team and no first round picks to speak of in the next draft. Please ship JJ Watt out to get some something to work around. You can keep Deshaun Watson if you'd like, so you can have literally one franchise staple. But you know, honestly, Parker's kind of right. You probably should get rid of both of them just so you can you know acquire as many assets as you can so you can start this rebuild over but uh yeah i don't know if you guys saw his press conference over the weekend where he kind of called out the team culture of uh not wanting to put forth the effort to be great especially when they're being paid so much so if you can't go out there and you can't work out you can't show up on time you can't practice you can't want to go out there and win you shouldn't be here because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're four and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So let's get JJ Watt somewhere he can succeed. I think he'd be, uh, I'd love to see him like in a place like Seattle, uh, where they're pretty close to Ooh, being a gross, Super Bowl no. contender again. Uh, but, you know, everyone wants him to go to Pittsburgh so he can join both of his brothers. That would be very fun to watch. I hate uh, Pittsburgh, but I'm all for reuniting brothers, and so that's my vote. Yeah. So, anyway, just anywhere outside of Houston, please. Parker, you're up. Yes. All right. We are going to take – I'm going to do two of these at the same time because they're both for the greater leagues as a whole, and it's also kind of my wild card because it's not really tying into anything. That joke will make sense in a second here. Ties are stupid. <laughs> oh. They need to be gone. Hmm. Delete ties from all sports everywhere. Here I don't care we if go. it's peewee Here all the way up to professional go. soccer. It's all garbage. There's a winner and a loser. There ain't no participation trophies that should be handed out or any of that oh, bullshit. Oh my God. You win or you lose. I don't care if you get a point for a tie or anything. It's... any of that bullshit. Get rid of ties. Ties are dumb. That for is, that, that's that. the 100,000th time... Ties in soccer represent something I know not like something. in the NFL. It's stupid. They're all stupid. Doesn't matter if they represent what they represent. I don't care what they stand for. They stand for not a win or a loss. They are. <laughs> they don't yeah. represent a cause. That's not what I'm nope, saying. That's exactly what it is. Win or lose. That's it. New Year's resolution for all sports. I'm cutting Moving off your on mic. To the next bit here. I'm cutting off your mic. Will you're nope, up? I, Go. <laughs> that's my no. That's my resolution. I'm done with that one. I'm going into my next one because it applies to all leagues as well. Okay, fine. Eliminate all taunting penalties. Players should be able to talk oh. shit as much as they want. They just can't talk shit to the refs. That's fine. Like refs are out there doing their jobs, but talk shit as much as you want. Do whatever the hell you want as you enter the end zone or as you dunk or after you dunk on somebody. Flip your bat as high as you can. Throw it into the stands. I don't care. Let's get these players riled up and wanting to like beat the shit out of each other, but like on the court. And then Way nice to redeem yourself. I 100% agree. <laughs> Will, how about you? 
wow, this is a lot of information to digest all at once. Um, good. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like the thoughts of a third grader, but... <laughs> hey, man, um, don't tell me it wouldn't be more interesting. I mean, it would be more interesting, I guess. I just think, you know, there's just a lot of follow-up questions I have. What happens if someone gets into a fight because they were taunted because someone crossed the line? How does that work? Who's the thought police? Then we get into like a First Amendment issue and that's a whole other thing. And then, you know, what happens if, you know, we have a fucking NFL game? What if Bengals Steelers is tied 10-10 until like next Sunday? What happens then? Aggregate scoring? Is that what you're... So, so Parker, you want to replace one soccer thing with another. No, 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 no. This is what you do is you either adopt the college football rule Yes, that's what you should do. You should or, stop it there. That's what or, they have to do. Yes, yep, yep, college overtime, yes. Or you just play until there's a winner, but it's less Oh, wait. No, there's overtime. a third option, though. What, kick field goals from... A field goal kickoff. Out? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've also had that thought. Like uh, penalty kicks. Seabass would still be in the league for another 20 but years. here's my wrinkle to the rule. Your field goal kicker cannot kick more than two field goals in a row. Oh. So, so you got to start with... Like your ex soccer player that's either now punting or Nadamakan Sue who kicked a couple extra points for the Lions. Chad yeah, Johnson. So you, Chad Johnson would be back in the league. The twenty yard <laughs> field goal, it seems like a waste to use your field goal kicker that early. But if you but, miss you're kinda hooked. Yeah, if you miss, you're screwed. <laughs> I'm I'm all in on this idea, Will. Thank Outside you. of we'll, college football. We'll have to have a uh, We'll have to have an updated sports rule. Actually, Will, you know who else would be back in the league for this and you're gonna love it? Vince Wilfork. Yes. Boy can kick. Great field goal kicker, better chef. Better chef. All I have when I, whenever the name Vince Wilfork has dropped into my brain is just him eating the eight-legged turkey that they put on Thanksgiving after the Pats beat the Texans, I believe. It was glorious. He just ripped it off and was eating it mid-interview. It was so excellent. Yeah, Vince Wilfork is the only Vince Patriot Wilfork. I'll ever love. The only one. Well, there's a lot more that you can love. No. Yeah. None. Okay. The law firm, Ben Jerry Green Ellis. Oh, uh, yes. Danny Woodhead, former Pat and Charger. No. Teddy Bruschi? No. Mike Vrabel? Mm. Hell no. Mm. Anyway. Gunnar Oshevsky? <laughs> He's, you can't not love him from Bemidji State. How do you hate someone from Bemidji State? It's Where the funniest that? college name. I didn't say I hate them. Bemidji, I just Minnesota. said I won't, I just won't love oh. them. Oh, well, okay. That's understandable. Touche. All right. Any more Any more uh, resolutions for you, or are we down to the last one? I got one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I got my last one, and it is uh, the XFL. I was super skeptical last year when the XFL started over again and found it so enjoyable. It was fun to have something to watch. It was fun, speaking of, you know, these weird rules, it was fun to have them try things. Yeah. Even if it blew up in their faces, they were just like, fuck it, we're the XFL. We're just going to try whatever we want, and we'll see what sticks. I think that in that planning boardroom would have been so much fun, just because people probably would have been tossing sticky notes on every single wall of just shit to try. And you can meet Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's old dad. There we go. Also, outside of that, I think it gave players a chance to make it to the NFL. I don't know the exact number, but I mean, we saw what PJ Walker yep. play for the Panthers. That dude can sling it. 
Um, so I think something like 15 or so players got NFL contracts out of it. So it's like the G League structure, which works so well in the NBA for the NFL. So if that can make a comeback in 2021, I would love to see it. Well, yep, you're uh, a year off. The minor league system for sure. You're a year yep. off because we are going to see it again in 2022, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, uh, with, 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 the with, with the Rock Yeah, Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the head, or, or, or at least the most popular face of the ownership group. I think it'd be so great if we actually saw him play in a game. That'd be so tight. Just one game. He just has a one-game contract with whatever team he wants to play for. <laughs> He was a football star in college, I believe, and then he got hurt. And he yeah, I was going to say like quotations around that. quotations around the word star. He had one good football season player. with Miami. Yeah. Football person. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. XFL, really excited to have it back. Um, they need to work on their names for their teams, though. That's, That's true. Only That's true. Some of those. He's, well, we can't. We all can't have the Salt Lake Stallions, but, you know. Yeah. They seem to make them not in an NFL create a team mode. Yes, the uh, L.A. Wildcats is 18 <laughs> high schools in the L.A. area. I can guarantee you only, that. Only 18? Try like 30. Well, okay, maybe in California. I was just saying in the L.A. area. I still think it's probably 30. <laughs> Could be. Anyways, did we miss any New Year's resolutions? I got all mine out. I shouted them out. You were passionate, if not anything. No, yeah. I think we got them. So Excellent. That brings us. To the conclusion of Pine Riders episode two. Well done, men. Woo-hoo. Well done yourself. We did it. Congratulations, boys. Here's yep. to a new year. Yes. And a new me. Yes. Just new kidding. year, new exactly me. Exactly yeah. the same. Happy 2021, folks. Hope it's not a shit show. The Kings are good. <laughs> They're good. Even my shorts, jabronis. No bout. Remember he said that. Also, I'd just like to quickly point out, uh, or just quick, quick sidebar before we exit out, uh, just rest in peace to former Utah running back Ty Jordan this year, who uh, unfortunately passed a couple days ago uh, due to just some unfortunate circumstances. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, what kind of tributes uh, University of Utah and their fans do uh, in the upcoming football season for him. Uh, but yeah, just an unfortunate situation. So uh, shout out to him. Very exciting yep. player to watch this season. Pac-12 Offensive Newcomer of the Year. So, uh, rest easy, bud. Good job. Yep. 21 is for 22. Exactly. Alrighty. That's it, boys. Pine Riders 2. Done. Happy New Year, everybody. Be sure to yell Jumanji at 12 o'clock midnight of January 1st, because that's the only way we're going to get out of this jungle. So, appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>